stuff. Gruesome stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxing stuff. Evil stuff. Pimping little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. Whenever I hear myself on the floor, it sounds like a 12-year-old girl that's screeching about something awful. To be fair, For though, whatever reason. Uh, that makes sense considering that you are a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, when I used to do stand-up, I would record every set that I did because I would listen back and be like, oh, well, that joke worked, or man, I sound terrible right there, and I legitimately hate the sound of my voice, and which is terrible <laughs> to be a podcaster and hate the sound of your voice because when I listen to our shows, and I do listen to every now and then our shows, um, what? What? <laughs> I have to sit back and be like, those are two different. There's Q, and there's someone else that sounds similar to me that has very similar opinions why would to you, what I have. Why would you ever want to listen back to our shows? Why does anyone want to listen to I our shows? I got to bump up our numbers. That's it's fair. just bumping up our numbers. Like I listen That's on fair. twelve different computers at work at the same time and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> wait, <we're>, all <laughs> different episodes? Just no, like same episode? Oh, it's it's almost like a round. You know, in like row, row, yeah, row. Yeah. Both, you row, just row, slightly row, delay. Just yeah, a I, bit. I just run around to every computer. I get there early and I run around to every computer at work and I wrote and it's like hi. Five the podcast, high five the podcast, high five the my number five is my number five is my number five is and it sounds nice. like a round robin and it's really beautiful. Um because I turn it up you really loud. Can we just coffee. recommend that anybody who's listening to our show I would do hope that, that everyone do would that. do the round especially now that we're in season two, it's even more important that we get uh people continuing to listen. Yes. And fabricating our numbers Correct. to make sure that they're really, really big. Because that way, when Nike reaches out to us to advertise on our show, which they totally will, sure. um, you know, we have something to prove to them. It's like, hey, listen, 12 people in the same office are listening to our shows every Friday. Right. <laughs> Just at slightly different uh, time frames. <laughs> slightly different. Right. Uh, there was a guy at work. Uh, I've been recommending some podcasts, obviously ours, to some guys that I listen to at work or I talk with at work. And I'm a big fan of Diet Dr. Pepper, sponsor the show. And I I always have not Diet wait, hold on, just to clarify that. They don't sponsor the show. That was a request. No, they to need, sponsor I'm, the show. I'm talking about them in person and they have to now. It's, it's right. the That's law, how it works. I think it's, that's sponsorship it's, law. It's product, we mention you. Yeah, it's product speakment, I think. And yeah. you now have to sponsor our show because I've said Diet Dr. Pepper at least three times, Diet Dr. Pepper. And they have Do to Do you mean Diet Dr. Pepper? Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, and I they gotcha. so I have those at work. And the guy asked me, he was like, hey, can I borrow a Diet Dr. Pepper? And I was like, sure. And then he, he messaged me later in the day, and he's like, hey, um, I just realized I'm sitting at my desk working on marketing, drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper, and starting up a podcast episode. I'm turning into you. And I was like, you're <laughs> welcome. He was like, you're welcome. So, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And terrifying. <laughs> it was like the end of the story is like and and done and this guy listened to a podcast so. <laughs> was it our podcast probably i think so it was either one the story should end one. with and then he's like and i started recording a podcast so i'm turning into <laughs> you <laughs> so, yeah no then i started listening uh listening to the killers at work on spotify i'm turning into <laughs> I'm, you i am you now yeah it's like I that's, turn- the, that's the podcast you're listening to is like yeah metallica i just became a 12 year old yeah. girl i'm you now die dr pepper so, speaking oh, of uh, doing things and being back for a second wow. season, so we are into our second season now. We're dusting off those cobwebs of you saying doing I know. things. I love how specific we can be on the show, and it really paints a picture for our it listeners. Really it's like a, it's, uh, it's a theater of the mind, is what it is. 
It's just dream theater. Of it the is. Mind? Hey, I have a really good idea, by the way, and I want to pitch this to you. Okay, yeah, a live uh, pitch. So I was watching a movie the Shark other Tank. day. Yep, I was. Yes, <laughs> this is High Five Shark Tank. Uh, I was watching a movie the other day, and I was watching it with subtitles. Okay, right. And uh, I was like, is that we, because it's a we do that in our house now, or is it because it's an English film and you can't speak English well? <laughs> yes, bingo. Yes, uh, we always sit in our house and we watch almost everything with the captions on. I, you know what, I not to interrupt your story, but I'm going to interrupt your story. We've started to do that because when we put the baby to bed, yeah, we it's hard to listen. You can't listen to anything at full volume, and especially if you're listening to. Or watching a show that's like a British TV show or a show with like a really like thick southern accent. And you're sure. like, I'm picking up every eighth word on this show. Okay, so for example, we started watching Penny Dreadful. Yes. Uh, based on your recommendation, obviously. Thank you. And everyone speaks so quickly yes. and harsh with their British accents, except for Josh Hartnett. Uh, that it's like I pick up every fifth word. I always know what's going on in the show, but I only pick up every fifth word. And with Sherlock, it's like every 30th word um, because of how they talk. But we almost have to put on subtitles because for me, in my mind, it's like that brackets. It just says unintelligible half the time when they're talking. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, did you watch uh, Legend with Tom Hardy? Not yet. That's what it says. Just com- the <laughs> whole time is just unintelligible that British was, accent. That was one of my favorite bits in uh, the movie. Um, oh, shit. What's the name? Um, Snatch. So, you know Brad Pitt's character in Snatch? Yes. The gypsy? Dags. Dag, you like Dags? Um, his bit, there is a part where he's talking so quickly that even when you turn on subtitles for the movie, the official subtitles for the movie are unintelligible. That's amazing. And that's the first time I'd ever that's, seen it. That's that's Guy Ritchie, right? Yeah. So you know that that was a director's choice, which is brilliant. Oh, of course. That he was yeah. like, no, let's make the subtitles just gibberish, <laughs> yeah. just nothing yeah. unintelligible. So speaking of that, here's my pitch. All right. So I was thinking that subtitles are, are technically for the hard of hearing. Right. right. That's, that's right. what they were intended for. Closed captions. Right. Um, but they also have on DVD menu extras, too, you have, um, you have audio for the hard of hearing. Have you seen that? And the audio is <laughs> no, pumped it's up. Just like You've people screaming. That? I mean, not really, but it's 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 louder. Yeah. It's like a it's louder. the regular movie, but then just someone pops up in the corner. It's like get to the chopper. <laughs> yes, that's actually hilarious. Funny story. That's a bonus feature on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They have they have audio for the hard of hearing, and when you turn it on, it's just them going. And then we rode to Camelot. <laughs> Just re- just shouting at you really loudly. It's amazing. Just because a watery tart threw a sword at you. <laughs> yes, and that's it. It's just them shouting. It's fantastic. But no, what they actually have is they have audio for the visually impaired. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. That's it's a real thing. So basically it's it's describing scenes. Oh, to okay. You. Which makes sense. I was thinking when you said that that it would just be Braille on the bottom of the TV in brackets. No. Not sticking out of the television, just <laughs> no, the no, dots no, no, no. on the bottom. No, I've seen that occasionally. So what I thought about, and we need to make this, this is a high you heard it. I'm saying it on high five, therefore it is patented. Copyright. I wanna do uh gifts for the visually impaired. <laughs> And there basically, is, you click it. There's a cat it. playing a piano. Yes. There's a cat playing it. a piano. And it repeats. Yeah. You, you yeah, watch a GIF like eight it. times. Like, yeah. there's a cat playing a piano. His yeah. arms are straight. It the, looks silly. The monkey put its finger in its butt and then <laughs> sniffed it and then fell off the tree. Jim Carrey dances in a tutu. Yes. Jim Carrey dances in a tutu. Steve Carell looks surprised. <laughs> <laughs> 
SpongeBob has uh, a has a rainbow coming out of his hands and it says, see how much I give a fuck. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and lay down the gauntlet. If you're on board with this idea, I think we should make some of these and post them on our site. Okay. So if you want to take them, use them, <laughs> send them to your friends. <laughs> it's a new thing. Appearance. Yeah. It, they're new audio gifts. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Let's do it and we'll put it on our, our bonus. All right. Section. High five colon the audio gifts. So we've got in our bonus features, we've got artists that we really like. We've got movie reviews. Some charities. Some charities. And then now we've got uh, audio, audio, audio gifts. Audio gifts. High five audio gifts. All right. So to tie everything together, because this makes sense, because currently I don't know if I mean, I know you know this because we're in it together, what? but we were. Last action hero style, just in a movie previously to this. We were living inside the movie. Yes. And we grabbed our golden ticket and we passed through the screen. But instead of right. going back to the real world, we have somehow ended up inside a television. Right. Well, actually, what we've done is we've last action hero out of last action hero through the movie projector, and we've ended up in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right. We've ended up on television. On television. In a movie theater coming out. Bald with long fingers, Nosferatu style, scaring teenagers. Yes, that's exactly yeah. it. And th the good thing is, apparently, we make good movie to TV adaptations. I love it. I we're love it. equally as good on movies <laughs> as we are on television. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, we didn't plan this at all. Nope. Uh, nope. This is totally unplanned. <laughs> but now that we're in season two of High Five the podcast. We're not strictly talking about movies anymore. And people right now, there's a collective gasp of people. <gasps> I heard what? It. I heard it from the future. As you're listening to this, when you gasped, we I heard, heard it. I heard That's gasp. how in tune with our yeah. audience we are. Well, you know, television is more now. You know, with a movie, you're building it for two years. You're, you're producing yeah. it. You're in post-production for, sure. for like eight months. You're recasting Benjamin Bratt. At least three or four times. Of course. Well, and so hopefully anytime you <laughs> cast Benjamin Bratt, you then recast <laughs> Benjamin Bratt. Exactly. Um, and so now that we're on television, it's a much quicker turnaround. So we can definitely hear your responses in in real time. In real time. Just oh. like you know how TV shows have the like tweeted us live and we'll answer your questions on air. Right. It's like this. So okay. So tweeted us and we'll answer it. In the past on this episode. And actually, if you want to right now, um, and Q, you know, just shut your mouth. Okay. Um, I want you, let's test this out. So if you're listening to the episode right now, yes. ask me, ask us a question and I'll respond. So I'm going to give you a couple seconds of silence. Ask me your question and I'll respond. Q, don't say anything. Okay. Okay. So ask us a question now. Well, no, the pimple was actually on the, my butt um, and it hurt a lot. See, see, there you go. I answered your Wait, question. Wait, I want to try it. I want to try okay. it. Okay. So they're going to ask. Okay, now ask Q a question. All right, you ready? Go. Go. No, I mean, I really do like spaghetti. It's delicious, but only really from a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So I appreciate so, it. So real time. So now that you know that we're in real time, we're actually going to talk about movies and television this whole season on High Five the Podcast. That's right. So we're adding a new category, bitches. Yeah. So while and also last season... non-bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, non-bitches too. Um, we, you loved our movie chats last year. If you loved our movie chats, <laughs> you're going to love our TV chats. So uh, for this episode of Other Stuff too, we're actually talking about both at the same time, which 
I think is exciting. It is um, exciting. So we're talking about you actually pitched this topic to yes. us. So so tell me about it. So we while are while I open my drink I've, really early in the morning. Ooh, that's a beer. Yeah. <laughs> that is just a ninety seven percent alcohol beer. Day drinking exists. Day drinking on a Sunday. <laughs> so basically the way this works is I pitched to you that as we transition our show into adding television as a category we should talk about movie to television transitions movies that have been plucked from the silver screen and just pissed all inside a television <laughs> i went poop you went <laughs> you see how our, our brains We're just, just number work. one and number two you <laughs> and me that's us. who does number two yeah number one and number two doing a high five that's <laughs> high five that's all we are Boop. so that's what we're talking about today we're yeah. gonna discuss successful and maybe some not successful oh, we're definitely talking about non-successful ones. i'm gonna i'm gonna say though i think it's pretty rare for a tv adaptation to not be good from a movie i'm gonna disagree with that wholeheartedly yeah yeah see what i did just there was my my assumption of the adaptation is the assumption that all those shitty television adaptation of movies have <laughs> no we're gonna be good seriously <laughs> like we're just gonna like you like the movie? Well, we're just going to do that for 12 <laughs> episodes or 24 episodes in some cases. And one of the things when I started really sitting down and thinking about this, because obviously when you think of television and movie adaptations, I a lot of times go right to movies that have been adapted from television shows. We're doing sure. the opposite. And there are a lot of movies. Because that's the way we're going with yeah. our show. We're going from exactly. movies to television. Well, And there have been a lot of ones that have been like, oh, this is a popular television show. Let's make 21 Jump um, Street. 21 Jump Street. A lot, Any of those SNL sketches. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Um, th there's a lot that have gone that way. When you think of the reverse you're like, oh, well, there probably aren't a lot of those. There are way more. There is a lot. When I when I really started to dive down into it, there are a whole bunch. You know what's weird? What's Hollywood that? likes money. Oh, man. did you? I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's weird. I thought they were just doing it simply for the pleasure of making movies. It's just the art. Turns out art they're form. in the business of making money. God. It's like Tom's. You think it's charitable and good. Turns out it's just a pile of shit. Or it's like Bob's. Which is not charitable and also a pile of shit. Yeah, see? So it's just, it's we're, we're like Adam ruins everything right now. Right. We're just fucking ruining. Surprise, not, guys. Which was not a movie adaptation. That was an internet adaptation to television, which is even weirder. Is and then if they weirder. make a movie out of that, oh my God. In heaven. My head's going to explode. Yeah. But like you said, there's actually a shocking amount of of movie to television yeah. adaptations. There's also some really fun ones that I'm going to list off to you that either A, haven't happened yet, but are in the works, and uh, that failed before they even got to like the television state. Well, and the thing about it, I mean, there's such a different television, and I know this is going to be shocking, but television and movies are such a different medium th that it's, it's almost tempting to take exactly what worked on the silver screen and try and do it on television. So you have like epic failures like, you know, Logan's the Logan's Run TV show. <laughs> it was just an epic right. failure. or the animated never-ending story television show. I've mentioned two right now that 97% of our audience didn't know existed. <laughs> and yeah. that's just to give you an example because some of these it's a only tasty last taste. The first taste yeah. is free. Some of them only last like 5 or 6 episodes and yeah. then the TV show's like, "Oh, wow, we fucked up on this one. Let's <laughs> let's get this out of here. Abort mission, yeah. abort mission. And the scary thing is is that you can have a fantastic movie that makes for an awful 
television show, like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. If you remember that television the cartoon, show, it was, it was the cartoon like Little series? Shop, yeah. I think, is they cut off the of horrors. Yeah. But the movie. You're asking me <laughs> if I'm aware of the animated series made off of Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, yes. I own it on Blu-ray. Exactly. I don't know not why. Not really. It doesn't exist it's, on Blu-ray. It's not good. Which is a shame. Make a petition for that, change.org. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. After you get done with all your Trump petitions, let's do this one. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, it's really important let's that we push get Little Shop on Blu-ray. <laughs> Please, all four episodes yeah. of it. Yeah, and I would prefer if you if you put it on Blu-ray with the original commercials, the commercial breaks. <laughs> that would make it better. It does. That would make it better. But, I mean, when you really start diving down into it, I mean, there are a lot of good ones, especially nowadays. They sort of— sounded like you said there are a lot of Goodmans. There are a lot of good, <laughs> a lot of Space Goodmans. Call back to season one. Floating, hey, guys, go buy a Space Goodman bag on <laughs> HighFivePodcast.com or Facebook. in our store. Do yeah. it. But, you know, there are a lot of good ones that exist, especially nowadays. Yes. We're getting better at doing those adaptations. Some may say we're in, like, the a new golden era of television. I, could, I would agree with that, which is, you know, perfect time for us to start talking about television. But, you yeah, know, in your we're mind— We're bandwagon jumpers, if nothing else. One hundred percent. What, in your mind, makes for a good adaptation? Okay. So, uh, I actually had a conversation about this last night um, while watching the new Emerald City. Have you heard okay. about this? It, that's the Oz one, right? It's an Oz adaptation. Mm-hmm. And I actually raised this question. At what point, and I'm going to posit this to you, so I'm going to answer your question with another question. Oh, I hate you. At what point does an adaptation cease to be an adaptation of what is being adapted and become something else entirely. So at how many things can you change from source material right. until it's just, no, this is not that any longer? Because Emerald City, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> revolves around a uh, doctor who is, uh, is Dorothy. Dorothy's a doctor now. Played by James Franco. Um, a st- with an estranged mother living in a trailer park. Also played by James Franco. Who seems to commit some sort of crime, and police come to her house while the tornado's happening. Played by James Franco. Dorothy gets in the police car to escape the tornado, and is transported via tornado to Oz. Okay. With the dog, the police dog that happened to be in the back. Named Toto? Nope, not named Toto. Uh, she runs into the Munchkin people which are like a tribe of inuits okay okay that live in the outlands and they 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 seem like inuit sort of culture like they have the face painting the big fur coats and it's like a snowy kind of environment right okay and they call the dog toto because apparently toto is the munchkin word for dog I'm already way lost right. on this. No, that's what I'm saying. So as I'm watching this, then they're like, "You, Dorothy hit a witch with the car as it was landing. <laughs> okay, hit her. The Munchkins, Buick murder. The Munchkins are pissed. They're not, it's not the happy Munchkins that you remember. They're like, what the fuck, Dorothy? Did you kill this woman? <laughs> and she's like, by accident. <laughs> and do you know what they do? They fucking waterboard her. No. Yeah. No. Okay, it's not so much waterboarding as it is she's tied to a big, like, dunking device, and they are attempting to drown her, like, pirate style. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. And then they banish her from Munchkin land. Munchkin land. Right. Okay. And she goes past... Okay, first off, let me explain that this show is directed, it's adap- uh, adapted by Tarsum Singh. 
Okay. Oh, the director okay. of The yeah. Cell. Yeah, okay. So now this all makes a fall, little... Fall, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is a beautiful movie. Beautiful, but weird. Weird as fuck. Weird like this. Yeah, but that's what he does. He also yeah. did Mirror, Mirror. Did you ever see that? The Snow White adaptation? I saw it. That was, that was hit or miss for me. So, regarding this, that kind of leads to my question. So, it turns out that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is actually the, the Wizard of Oz. And he lives in uh, Jennifer Lopez's mind. He does. Uh, while skinning people and making contraptions out of them. Right. Um, and it turns out all the witches are bad. Glinda's kind of an asshole, too. Okay. Uh, and they live in what appears to be Westeros. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, the Scarecrow is no longer a Scarecrow. He's actually a knight with amnesiac who is crucified on a cross in a field with barbed wire and stabbed Holy in the side. Lord. Okay. So he's Jesus. Yeah. And he was tarred and feathered. So he appeared to be a Scarecrow. Turns out he's just a tortured dude. Okay. Who's an amnesiac, hence the no brain. Right. And so he goes on with Dorothy on this road trip via the yellow brick road, which is actually yellow because they have combined the poppy fields and the bricks. So it's now poppy pollen covering the bricks. So when they walk down this road, they tend to hallucinate. So kind of like this new thing that I've been reading about called hempcrete. Yes. Where they make concrete out of hemp. It's exactly the same, but this is an opiate. Oh, Opiate bricks. Okay. So So as opposed to walking down hempcrete just makes you really hungry. And this is where I'll leave it off. Then I was like, are we doing a promo for turn, this show? No, because no, this is how I want it. This is you'll see where I'm going. The witch appears again. Turns out not dead. She never killed her with the car. The witch is all powerful. Well then the munchkin should just shut the fuck up. Turns out only a witch can kill another witch. Okay? Kinda so, like Highlander? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So guess there what can the, only be one. Get guess what the witch finds that Dorothy's carrying? A gun. She's never seen a gun, so guess what? She proceeds to blow her own brains out because she doesn't know how a gun works. So she's, like, flipping it around. Yeah, she's flipping it around, and she's like, how does this work, Dorothy? And she's, like, torturing her, and Dorothy's like, stop, put it down, it's dangerous. And she's like, no, I'm going to keep torturing you for no reason. <laughs> and then Dorothy's does, like... Do the witches have magical powers in this yes. show? Yes. Okay. So then Dorothy's like, okay, I'll tell you, you you're holding it the wrong way. And so the witch proceeds to turn the gun around, and she's like, "Now squeeze the trigger." And then, <laughs> clever, and she Dorothy. does, and she blows her brains out. And then all of a sudden, fr- from the from the bushes, pops up. He says, "Clever girl, <laughs> this, clever girl." So, my point to all of that was, I at this moment in the show, I turned to Jordan and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I was like, "I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with." Some weird, like trippy, brutal version of Alice, like Todd McFarlane's. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Alice, yeah, or, or uh, Wizard of Oz. But I'm like, at what point is this no longer the Wizard of Oz? This is just some like fucking trippy acid. Some dude like cribbing characters, right? And I'm like, at what point does it a stop becoming a uh, or stop being an adaptation and just become a derivation? Right. So that leads me to our discussion. There are some of these adaptations, and I know we'll talk about one. I'll go ahead and throw it out there. Fargo. Yeah, that's that's which, high up on my list. Which recently happened, which, much in the same way, t- while it has some tie-ins, mm-hmm. very loose tie-ins right. to the movie, it is much its own creature with yes. its own set of characters, and it's, it's actually a, uh, what do you call it, a series that changes from... Season oh, it's it's a um an anthology. Yes, it's an yeah. anthology series as each each season's different, focuses right. on different people. 
But at what point is that? Can we consider that a movie to television adaptation, or is that just playing in the same Marvel universe of a sandbox? Right. Well, you mentioned Marvel. You got Agents of Shield. Right. That also doesn't tie in specifically it, besides Agent Coulson. Right. Um, but I would say those less so only because they're not. It's not like a show called Thor. Right. That doesn't have Thor. Yeah. This is a show called Fargo. Yes. Very directly tying in with its marketing to the Fargo movie, mm-hmm. but is not really the movie. Well, I mean, you do posit an interesting question, and without getting too serious on our serious other stuff two episode, <laughs> I I think and aside from this Emerald City adaptation. Sounds pretty badass though, doesn't it? It kind of does. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And if it's done well, I can get on board. It's be- beautiful. I okay. will tell you that. Well, I mean, it's it's terrible. It, um, it looks amazing. So I, I would think that a good adaptation, especially from movie to television show, almost has to do that. I think, because there are two different types of adaptations when I really think about it. There's a spiritual adaptation, and then there's a direct adaptation. So you you have things that are like, you know, the Jay and Silent Bob cartoon show that are d- just sure. direct pulling those characters and giving them animated things clerks, to do. Clerks, the cartoon yeah, series. Or clerks, yeah. yeah uh, I think Jay and Silent Bob had one, an animated, didn't mm, I don't just think clerks? so. Okay. I think the clerks one. I misspoke. But that was a direct... Yeah. Put your tweets down, I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a direct adaptation. But then there are others, I think, in order to take a two-hour film that's a self-contained story and then propose it as a television show, which obviously the studios want to run for multiple seasons. Sure. You almost have to do that. And if you try to make it too direct, you either run out of story or you run out of places to go because you haven't thought that far ahead. It's almost like, oh, well, like this Lethal Weapon one that's that's out yeah. now. Like, <laughs> with, I mean, Damon, with Sir Damon Wayans? Sir Damon Wayans, yes. Or is it Junior? It's Damon Wayans Junior. No. It's not? It is Damon Wayans Senior. I don't think so. I think yeah. you're wrong on that. All right. I'm going to look it up. I really, cause you it's, you it's, go ahead and tell your story. It's Damon Wayans Jr. from, um, from uh, New Girl yeah. and uh, uh-huh. whatever. Anyway, I almost think you have to do, because once you, you have the nope, premise. it is Damon Wayans. Oh, man. I'm out. Ouch. All right. That's, Put down your tweets a second time, That's, that's two. Man, I'm rusty this season. <laughs> um, but, okay, anyway, let's. So you that, take that, that really holds no bearing on it, what you're trying to say. It, it doesn't. <laughs> so you take you take that if it's too direct, you just run out of things to do, and then honestly, the last half of a, a television show and any seasons that precede it are just fishtailing. Sure, they're just trying to hold on to that luster. Right. So I think that you almost have to take the spiritual element of it and expand upon it. Um, you know what you described to me really sounds a lot like what they did with Once Upon a Time. Is yes. they take stories that you know and they kind of throw them all into the same universe, but everything is completely different from the stories. And then they Yahtzee heard. style just shake the shit oh. out of it and just pour it and out. It, and and let me happens. put this out there: that's not a good show. Okay. Um, I, I, I watched like the I first season. So. I thought it was okay, it, but then I just kept seeing like Once Upon a Time yeah. Frozen, Once it Upon a Time goes Alice in Wonderland off the rails and gets to be unwatchable. Okay. Um. So the first season, first two seasons, yeah. whatever. Um, you know that that if you like it, you like it, and it's okay to like it. I I don't. Um, Fair enough. 
but with adaptations with I think like Fargo that you had mentioned, yeah. and that's one of my favorites. And one of mine as well. So. Another one that I'll mention that I think is fantastic and that did a great job is Friday Night Lights. Which I never watched. Jason Kadams. The movie or the show. Oh, man. Both very, very good. Both based off of a book. Do you have to be a football fan to like it? You do not. And that's what I will... because I'm not a football fan. I'll put this out there for everybody, and that's what I always say about this show. That show is not about football. That show is about people who happen to play football. Okay. The framing device is football, but it's extremely far outside of that realm of you having to care about it. You care about the people. And I think Jason Kadams has an extremely good knack for adapting singularity stories and then expanding them out and finding what those hearts are okay and then really delving into those like he did it with parenthood as well which is another film to tv adaptation oh that was i didn't realize well, that the, that was actually an adaptation it's I thought the steve it was, martin was, movie from the 80s parenthood that was that's what it's adapted from i actually didn't know that i thought yeah. they were two completely nope. separate entities. And Parenthood's actually a really good example because it's been adapted for television twice. Okay. Once in the 80s, like a year after the movie came out, it was adapted and it was Leonardo DiCaprio's first big role. Interesting. Had David, uh, had, um, not David Duchovny, it had uh, David Arquette in it. What? And actually Joss Wheaton wrote for it. What? It was his next gig after Roseanne. Okay. And it lasted 11 episodes because they tried to adapt it directly from that movie. Okay. What Jason Kadams is able to do is he takes characters, he takes situations, and he takes um, his own style, and he takes the heart of that movie and those characters and then figures out what that looks like in a lifestyle setting. So, for example, Friday Night Lights, the movie and the book is about a single football season of this very highly respected, very well-winning football team. And them high school football, high school football team whose quarterback gets crippled in like the first game of the season. And he's like the star quarterback. He leads the team and they're going to go all the way through to um, to to the finals and win the championship. And in Texas, football is huge. That's the premise of the movie. And it follows them through that season. And then each, you know, character has its own little thing. Like one of the running backs has an abusive dad. And, you know, this guy has, is really poor, but he's a star on the football team. And then the, the football player who gets crippled has to deal with being crippled and not being athletic anymore. And his replacement has to step up and figure out how to lead a team when he doesn't know how to. And the movie goes from that first game, to the championship game and shows you what that looks like. The, the television show, on the other hand, focuses more on those characters and actually builds out the world around them. Same premise. You know, the, the star football player gets crippled in the first episode. The, the backup guy, Matt Saracen, for the show, for fans out there, has to step up and figure out how to lead a team, and he's nowhere as qualified or as good as the first guy, Jason Street. And... But it's not about that football season. It's about the coach and his family and how he relates to those students. And then the student who, you know, his parents are off in the world and, you know, he has to take care of his grandmother or this guy who is getting addicted to painkillers and steroids to get into college and how that affects his relationship with his family. And it's about those relationships not so much about that story of them going through, but it's framed that way. Interesting. So that's why I highly suggest it. And Parenthood's the same way, whereas the Parenthood movie is about, you know, how you are, how these two specific people deal with 
parenting their children and it's just the ins and outs and funniness of life being a parent. The show is about this gigantic family. And so there's, you know, the mom and dad, the patriarchs of the family. They have three or four kids, and all three or four of those kids have different relationships. There's one that has, you know, is married with two kids. There's one that, you know, they're they're married, but they're like perfect, and everyone looks up to them. Then there's one that's like kind of a deadbeat, played by Dak Shepard, who's fantastic, who finds out Dak Shepard, yeah, who finds out he has a kid he didn't know about, and how they all deal with being parents and being part of a family differently. So there's like a hundred characters in these shows, which allows you to build multiple seasons out of it. Okay. That's what I think is so great about Fargo is that while it's not a direct adaptation of that film, it is very much the spirit and the heart of that movie, which honestly— So thematically in line. Yes. It is a thematic spiritual adaptation. So almost every Coen Brothers movie is this same premise. Someone— does some, some normal person does something that gets them way in over their head, and then they have to deal with the consequences for two hours. Sure. That's how that is pretty much every Coen Brothers movie. It is. And that's exactly how this show is built, and it's set in the same region of the country, and it's always set around the same ideas. Somebody does something to solve a problem or whatever in the first episode. And then the rest of the season is them dealing with those consequences. It's not, you know, in Fargo, oh, a fake kidnapping, and I'm going to do this, and then I have to deal with these hitmen that are weird that have, um, right, and they have like, uh, like leaf grinders and, right. and shit. You know, it's somebody does something, and then the rest of the season dealing with those consequences in North Dakota, right? And it still takes place in a similar area, e- exactly. So that to me is. Sort of what you have to have to have that good film to TV ratio. Yeah, Westworld's another good example, I think, because the uh, movie. I would say Westworld is one of the, and that that would take us before we jump okay. or go down that rabbit hole. I think that would take us into another type of adaptation from film to screen. That would take something that was not good as a movie. <laughs> And turn it. It would. It would make it better. It right. Imp- it improved upon its source material very much. I love Fargo the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I love the television show as well. Mm-hmm. Neither one I feel adds or takes away from the other. Right. I feel like they are both very enjoyable on their own. Right. I haven't seen Parenthood, the original right. movie or the show, uh, the sh- or Friday Night Lights or the show. I would say they're very similar in that you can enjoy them equally as separate entities. But I would say that Westworld kind of breaches a different ground in that it took what uh, essentially Westworld was not a huge, wildly successful or popular movie. It definitely has its cult following, it though. It does have a cult like, following. I enjoy But it. I would say cult following does not account for quality. Oh, no, no. You I, know mean, I mean, Plan 9 from Outer Space has a cult following. Right. doesn't mean it's a great yeah, movie. So does Room. Right. Or The Room. But it can be argued that Westworld, the show, is a great show. It, it's quality-wise, Thematically, storytelling. Yeah. It's very well done. Just miles beyond... What the movie source right. material was. One of the interesting things about Westworld, since we're talking about it, is they are closer to a direct adaptation than any of the others Absolutely. that we mentioned. And that's because what... 
it's the exact same story, but almost told from a different perspective. Whereas yep. the movie um, is told from the guest's perspective. And Yul Brynner, spoiler alert for the 1970s movie, uh, Yul Brynner is a robot, yep. but he's sort of the antagonist, the side character. In the show, it actually is told mostly from the perspective of the hosts yeah, or the, the robots. robots. And you know that there's not a mystery of, oh, well, this person's a robot. There's some of that in there. Yeah, there is some of that. But it's more about, hey, here's all these characters. Here's the universe that they live in. This is what happens. Right. And that's why I think I think it's so interesting, so interesting to me, that roughly the same source material can be adapted in two dramatically different ways, and their quality level can turn out completely differently. Oh, yeah. So it could be the same story, just told differently. Right. And one can be uh, classically appreciated as being a better right. product than the other. And it's just fascinating yeah. to me. I think that's kind of mind-blowing. And I think along you know, our discussion, we're going to run into some of those. And I think we'll also, of course, talk about the ones that go the opposite way. Right, right, Where they're right, like, right. this is a great movie, and this is a shit television <laughs> show. Like, this I, is fucking awful. I would bring up two examples of that. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And um, The Dead Zone. Okay. The Dead Zone, which anyone who's listened to the show knows I'm a huge Stephen King fan. The book is fantastic. The Dead Christ Zone had a big following, though. I know, but the, TV the, Chris show. the Christopher Walken film is great. Yeah. I, I mean, great. I am very much <laughs> enjoy it. Yes. The television show, while it had a following, I do not think it follows in the same quality level as the book or the movie. Okay. But I know enough. it had a I know it had a big following. Sure. Um a, a one that I would throw out. I was there. gonna say more like Uncle Buck. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Buck. Uh, um hilarious John Candy movie. Oh man. Did you know that Mike Epps is the new John Candy? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, oh right for the show. No, I'll in see. real life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's my what he's Uncle Mike. fucking executive was sitting around and was like, all right, we're going to recast Uncle Buck. We're going to adapt it as a television show. Who is you and I have sat and done recasts right here on the show before. At what point <laughs> was somebody like, OK, let's we got to figure this out. Who is this generation's John Candy? What about Mike Epps? <laughs> Got it. Done. <laughs> Lock, loaded, right. and delivered. Not that Mike Epps isn't hilarious oh, I, or I, funny in his own thing, but I'm going to be honest, that is a very odd recast of a character. Yeah. I get it that he's playing kind of like the shit uncle, and so you're <laughs> like, who can be like a dimwit asshole? Mike Epps? Sure. That's kind of the characters he always plays. You Okay. Finish your thought out. I was going to pose a question. But to me... And just, you know, everybody, once again, put down your tweets. This is not me being pissed about uh, reverse Hollywood whitewashing. I don't care. I was all, for, I was all Donald for Spider-Man, all right? Everybody yeah, calm down. Yeah. I have no problem in switching race, gender, whatever on characters, as no. long as it makes sense. Right. But to me, that was a poorly thought out adaptation. Well, here's another they question. missed the mark. Here's another question that may take us down a rabbit hole, and I apologize if it's it does. It's also John Hughes. It's fucking yeah. John Hughes, man. Oh, man. Okay, so, but here's another question. At what point, it, it, when, 
is an adaptation, not an adaptation, but a money grab. So the Uncle Buck television. So very similar to the, yeah. my question earlier. At, but sort of. But to me, that Uncle Buck television show literally could have been called anything. Yeah, it could have been Crazy Uncle Comes. Right. Crazy like, Uncle. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, like, not in the family or something like that. I will. Because the idea of a raucous uncle having to join a family and causing havoc is such an age-old concept totally. that they did not need to call it Uncle Buck. And naming it Uncle Buck is literally pulling nostalgia, hoping people will watch it's, it. It's pulling and representing unearned yeah. nostalgia. You could almost say that about the Lethal Weapon show, too. Yeah. It's like the idea of, hey, there's this really straight-laced partner, and here's this really raucous police partner and they have to work together hell oh my goodness we've made that with putin and genitals <laughs> exactly so just so you know everyone eventually be on the lookout there will be some sort of adaptation of jay and i's putin and genitals cop series it's and coming. if you want to start that for us draw um, a sketch draw sketches give us those character we'll designs give you we'll give you the basic we're outline in production right now putin and genitals they're they're they are the uh what are the characters from Lethal Weapon? I don't even know. Murtaugh and uh, um, Riggs. Yeah. They are a Murtaugh and Riggs kind of thing, okay? So take that, run with it. It's me and Jay. That's Q and yeah. Jay as Putin and genitals. You can assign whichever to whichever. Right. Doesn't matter. We switch and it. And, and, we, and we blow shit up. We One keep, of us is Russian. We keep put, put yeah, clearly and often shirtless. <laughs> often shirtless. <laughs> uh, one of us drives a car. The other prefers to get around on a bear. <laughs> right, right. One of us has a huge package in very tight jeans all the time. Right. Hence genitals. Right. Yes. Um. So yeah, run with that. We're two badass cops that don't give a fuck about the law. <laughs> or or America. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're more the maybe, American Democratic. Process. Maybe just criminals. Yeah. <laughs> we might. We might be criminals. Because I would say badass cops that don't give a fuck about the law equals criminals. Yeah, yeah criminals. <laughs> criminals. We work in Gotham City. Right. Um, so anyway, so, yeah. So but yeah, that. It, like that to me is almost like not even. I mean, it is an adaptation because they have the same name, and they probably have the same character titles. But it's a money grab as opposed to something like Fargo that purposefully takes the the thematic elements, the heart, and the storylines of a show and then expands them out to tell a bigger and better story, which I think Westworld did very, very well. Now, let me pose a question to you because I know you're the fan of this one. I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an incredible example of this as well because, you know, there was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer film and then obviously Joss Whedon took it and after he failed with his parenthood uh, adaptation worked on a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, two very distinct properties, but I'm not as familiar with both of them okay. as you are. Yeah, so, so I'll break you'll that walk, down. Yeah, break it, break that, that down for us. That definitely is a absolutely fantastic example, much like Westworld, of taking what is a cult loved movie, but ultimately a shit movie, and uh, elevating it in television form. Now, Joss Whedon wrote the movie and the television right. show. The movie was um, taken over by some producers. Um, I want to say uh, it's like uh, Kazan. K-A-Z-A-N. Shaq? They 
basically they took the movie and turned it into something very different. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon was not happy at all about the um, the, the adaptation, end product. the version of it. So no. is that why he made the that TV show? That is absolutely why he made the television show. Interesting. Because he, he loved that property so much. He right. loved that character. The that idea of a teenage high school vampire. Hunter. Absolutely. He didn't want to let it go. He yeah. did not want it that to be the only He's like, there's something good here. Right. And I need to do it better. Right. And he said, and I can do it better. And you know what? He, he did. He did he do it better. He took that show and he made a character. I guarantee you... 70% of the people that you ask, if if you ask if they've seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they're going to say, oh, Sarah Michelle, the Sarah Michelle Gellar yeah. show. Some may say Christy Swanson. <laughs> I doubt it. But he actually did that. He, he was able, by going from movie to television, he was able to reclaim yeah. a character and, and say, you know what? Fuck this. This property can be so much more. That... You kind of hit the nail on the head for me is how can you tell if a television adaptation of a film is good? It's what people associate with it. So if you asked 100 people about Friday Night Lights, how many of them would think first about the television show versus the movie? And it has nothing to do with chronological release. You're going to have to answer that one for me because I'm going to be honest. I don't know because that one, that right. show's always kind of been off my radar. Well, and, and again, it's going to come down to personal tastes and personal watching habits. And, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't watch television. I only watch movies. But Fargo would be another example. Fargo, to me, is almost a perfect adaptation because when you think about it, I simultaneously think of the movie and the show, as do I. and don't add in a huge chasm of difference between them. If you ask people about the Rush Hour television show, or if you ask people about Rush Hour, they're going to think Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Absolutely. If you ask 100 people about, I would say... Minority Report. Minority Report, or um, Dangerous Minds, sure. for example. If you ask people about... Um, um, fuck. Wolf Creek? Nope, that's not where I was going. There was a Wolf Creek oh, television show. If you ask people about Limitless, they'll say, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, like, what? <laughs> is that a book? What is that? Yeah, School of Rock is one. You know, yeah. There was a television show that, very, you know, unless you ask someone under the age of 16. Yeah, I was about to say, to be fair, that's, I think it's like a Nickelodeon yeah. show or something. So, yeah, okay, cool. Working Girl. <laughs> Nine to Five. Nine to five. But people are, what they think of, what they associate. I agree. I think sort of declares whether or not, or how good quality of an adaptation it is. Sure. So, you know, even though Parenthood was a Steve Martin movie, very, very popular, when you say Parenthood, for people who are familiar with both, they're going to think of the show first. And it, again, let me add that caveat in there. You would need to ask 100 people who are familiar with both. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I, I absolutely agree with you. I think um, that is a great kind of denominator of, no. of how you decide whether a TV adaptation was successful or not. And I would give five years. If you ask people about Westworld, they're going to think of the show rather than the 1970 I'm gonna Michael Crichton written television I movie. think a lot of people do now. I mean, Well, yes, but now it's very timely. Yes. Because that's all people are talking about. We've got to give it a little bit of breathing sure. room. So uh, here's another example of one that I think was a good adaptation that was – it's an interesting one to do, Beetlejuice. 
Okay. I, the cartoon series? I love the movie, and I love the cartoon series. Sure. And when people talk about Beetlejuice, I simultaneously think of my love for both. I think Without that huge chasm of divide. I think that's totally fair. So that, to me, makes it a good adaptation. I, I absolutely think that's fair. Um, so can I... Can I do something fun here? That oh, I please. I, I love fun. Can I give you a list of some movie-to-television adaptations that are currently in the works? Yeah, please do. And I just want your reaction on these. Okay. All right, you ready? So we're going to start with this one. Real Genius. Oh, no. Which was the Val Kilmer movie. I like that movie. Let me give you a caveat. Adam Sandler's Happy Madison Productions is developing this show for NBC. The producers from Workaholics and Parks and Rec and The League are involved. Now I'm a little bit more excited. Ah, you see how just adding or changing a little bit of the people creative yeah. team. Now, are you a fan of Real Genius, the movie? The I like the movie. Sure. I wouldn't say it's like one of my all-time favorites, but I enjoy that movie when I watch it. So basically, uh, the show, um, the TV series will drop the elements of the story and will instead focus in a work uh, in a workplace environment instead of a school and will center around the relationship between two co-workers with incompatible personalities so that's not uh-huh. real genius exactly that's not that's that's another what i would consider nostalgia grab right yeah and that's what it says so the original movie was based around a kid uh, as a comedy a coming of age kind of thing high school thing about a individual student Kilmer and uh, his interactions with a fellow student and popcorn. Right. But so they went, okay, well it's just two different people interacting. So let's drop the school. Let's go to a workplace. Right. It doesn't work. So no, so this is a cash grab. That's a cash grab. And also to add into that, like if you take that out of the workplace and put it in an apartment building, you have the both. Odd couple? You have both Odd Couple remakes. The Odd Couple TV show. Have you from watched the, the current 80- one, by the way? I, I'm hit or miss. The thing about that one is, I want very much to like it because, because I love Thomas Lennon and I really like Matthew Perry. Yeah, and I want it to be good. I have watched a couple episodes, and it's just kind of like meh. I'll tell you what, though, the original show version with Jack Le- uh, Jack Klugman uh-huh. and uh, Jack Lemon. Yeah, um, is fantastic yes but i think that's a story that is very timely oh, yeah. so i think that you would need to set or excuse me time it, the time period is what is ne- needed for that story so i feel like you would need to almost it, bringing updating it to current time almost makes it far too generic yeah i think setting it like when the television show took place i think it was the 60s Right. Um, times were different, so it was much more out of the norm for this yeah. very straight-laced man going through a divorce to come live with this sloppy sports news writer. Right. And it was much like, oh, this is, look at these yeah. two. The movie was Lemon and Mathau, wasn't it? Yeah. So And, and then, then it Lemon, was originally a play. Yeah, and then, well, yes. And then Lemon came to the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But Mathau didn't, and right. they just did And they got Jack Klugman. Yeah. Who ended up? Who was in like some detective show later on? Too. Sure, but anyway, so that for me is one that I th- I feel like that's the problem. They were like, well, let's make it current. I feel like if they were to cast it in the '60s and make it like a weird yeah. period thing with Thomas Lennon 
<laughs> I see. I would be really that would board. be great. I would be right? really on board for. Could you see Thomas Lennon? Because his his now I've watched this adaptation and they still try to dress him Thomas Lennon mm-hmm. like that character from the. They're like he wears suits all the time. Well, to be perfectly honest, in today's society, that's so outside the norm that it just makes him a weirdo. Right. It's not so much that he is just this uptight, straight-laced guy anymore. It's that he's an odd, weird Couple? duck. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah. So I feel like it kind of it changes his character. Right. His character was originally just supposed to be because he is this very uptight, very conservative person right and in this it's like he's maybe a little bit crazy <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, he's a little bit yeah yeah so okay i've got another one okay ready go. for this and maybe you should just shout out out at me like cash grab good idea or terrible idea okay all right let's do it marley and me uh okay give me all some right more. so marley and me okay it's going to be uh it's not a, it's not about a dog no <laughs> yeah it's not a uh Actually, they don't. I'm gonna say they don't have any information on this. It basically says that it's going to be a direct. Says it's gonna pick. What? Says <laughs> it's gonna. Says it's gonna pick up where the story left off. So at the dog's funeral. Spoiler yeah. alert. It just says. Uh, it says the movie definitively ended that story, but yeah. the show will pick up where the film left off. Don't like it. Bad idea. <laughs> no, That's I'm throwing that out there. Okay. Bad idea. Cash grab. Yeah. Cash grab. Bad idea. All right. Next up, Monster in Law. Which is a adaptation of the wonderful Jennifer Lopez <laughs> vehicle. The cinema classic. Uh, says that it's going to be loosely inspired by the Jennifer Lopez Jane Fonda comedy. Uh, says it's just going to be a direct. This is going to be a direct adaptation. Cash grab because they've already got that show and it's called Mom and it's great. Boom. Next up, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. This one is going to actually be done by DreamWorks and they're doing a 22 episode series, much like their Dragons kind of thing i'm, I'm okay fine with, with good that. idea I'm good idea uh uncle buck bad idea already no that just, one actually came out already yeah so, nope bad idea yeah. nope it's actually the second time that it's been adapted did you know I, that i didn't know i that. didn't know that either but it says in here that apparently it was uh adapted in 1990s oh. as well mm. right after eh. the movie ghost yeah what well is anyone good behind it i don't think uh, i don't think so it says uh no like that could the thing is that could be a good idea the idea of someone passing away becoming a ghost and then taking care of their family is something that doesn't happen a lot on television except in like you know American horror story Ghost or Whisper with Jennifer Love Hewitt right but that wasn't about the ghost it was about no, the boobs her. Uh, right. it was about her boobs boobs yeah boobies so, now yeah so could be a good idea if done well all right uh, problem child. Now, this one's being brought by old school and hangover writer Scott Armstrong to NBC as a single camera sitcom. Oh, OK. Mm. Uh, says basically it'll just be episode of episode episode after episode of the problem child doing bad shit and learning a lesson. I think that's a, a mix between a potential good idea and a cash grab because that's gonna, you're going to run out of story really fast there. But do you think it's important that they attach the problem child name or do you say, hey, no. maybe just call it something different? No, yeah, call it something different. So it technically is a cash grab just because they're trying to like, right. well, we have this property sitting around and maybe people will go rebuy the, no. the original four movies or however. a very important question. Is Gilbert Gottfried in the remake? Nope. Okay, bad idea. <laughs> Uninterested. Cash grab. Cash grab. Uh, bachelor party. The Tom Hanks movie. It's going to be written by J.J. Philbin and Josh Melmoth of New Girl. 
Mm. I mean, they're they're talented. Um, the movie took place over uh one crazy night of testing Tom Hanks's character to see if he could resist the temptation to be unfaithful to his new fiance. Says the half hour comedy would center around three couples. One just starting to fall in love, one on the verge of marriage, and one freshly divorced. Which has actually already happened as a show. Yeah, I was about to say. That's a couple different shows. Says, basically, the show's going to examine the modern relationships of romance. See, so, technically, yeah. not Bachelor not, Party. Not, not Bachelor Party. So, cash grab. Ca- well, and that's also, um, man, there was that show. Oh, and that doesn't even hold the spirit. See, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Is that one not even not even spiritually in line? Don't like it. The other movie. No. Uh Limitless. Well, uh, honestly for me, that one is similar to uh too similar to that Rebel Wilson show Super Fun Night. Oh yeah. Where yeah, it yeah. takes the idea of people going out and like being debaucherous in a single night and tries to make a TV show out of it and we all saw what happened with that. Sure. So no, bad idea. Uh Limitless. Bad idea. Well, the thing about that, have you watched that show? No. It's not terrible. Okay. It's not. It that actually improves upon that movie and is a sequel to that film. Oh, so it's not the same character. It is the same character. It is not the same character. It's the same drug. Ah. So the the movie. Have you seen that movie? No. Okay. So Bradley Cooper takes this experimental drug that opens up a hundred percent of his brain for a limited amount of time. Okay. So when he takes it, he has like eight hours or some some time period where he's a genius, and he basically becomes addicted to it. And then there's this whole corporate conspiracy. The show picks up after that drug exists and the government is using it for police squads and police work and are experimenting on a dude. So actually in that show, Bradley Cooper's in the first episode handing off the experiment to the government and to this guy who's being experimented on. Uh. And then it's a it's sort of a procedural. It's a case-by-case. Case. So actually better. Yes. It improves upon the movie. So you said no, but... It's not a... Yeah. The, the, mo- the, the movie is is not great. The show's a little better. Uh, Hitch, the Will Smith movie. I, I They've already tried to do that again with uh, that Kevin Hart, Josh Gad movie. Sure. They've, they've tried to remake that already. I'm not a fan of them doing it in a show format. Underworld. No. I'm just going to shout shit now. Shooter. This actually happened. This is new. The Mark Wahlberg movie? Yeah, I remember the they Mark Wahlberg movie. adapted it with uh, Ryan Philippi. See, okay, I know Philippi needs work. Bad idea. That's almost like adapting Lone Survivor as a TV show. Like, there was a self-contained story with Shooter. Fair enough. So that, and it was it's done. A, that that it was has a one to be a spiritual adaptation. And the idea— It's not. He's actually yeah. playing the same character. Boo. Boo just on that. Doing just doing more and missions. Just poo on that. Because that movie—and again, that's a— a tale as old as time, like Beauty and the Beast, where a really adept military person is hired for a job that he then gets framed for something bad and has to prove his innocence. That's been done a million times. Don't call it Shooter. Interesting. I like it. Devil's Advocate. No. It's being adapted it. with uh, the producer of Shameless and uh, Arnold Copelson, who worked on the original movie. Is it going to be a spinoff of that Lucifer show? And the writer... Nope. The writer <laughs> the writer is from uh, Stephen King's Bag of Bones and the Exorcism of Marley, Molly Hartley. Nope. Bad idea. All right. In the Heat of the Night. That's already been done. That they they adapted that show a long time ago. 
Yeah, but now it's being adapted again. No. Scream. That's already happening. That one actually uh that one actually apparently is good. I've never I, watched I did it. watch the first season. Thoughts? I enjoyed it. Yeah. It is it does not take place in Woodsboro. So this is another one. No. Doesn't it actually doesn't have anything to do with the movies. Is it just the idea of the killer, a killer wearing a ghost a mask? Face. That, well, it's not, not even, even ghost, ghost face. face. It's similar. It's a white face mask, but it looks more human instead of like the elongated mouth. Is it is it very meta? That was the appeal of that movie is that it turned it's it it turned its focus on the horror it's, movie genre. It is not meta. It focuses more on just technology and the mm. concept of like you know, live tweeting murder or shit like that. So they could have called it unfriended the show. Yeah, it could have been it could have been anything yeah, other than the only thing that's similar is there usually a plot twist every season you have to guess the killer kind of thing. And it's it focuses on a girl. Like the girl is the main character, kind of like the Nev Campbell role. Cash grab. I mean that that I mean the show may be good, but it doesn't need to be called Twelve Scream. Monkeys. Uh, that one apparently is, is it was pretty uh, good. Pretty Nothing good. beats that movie though. Yeah. I oh, fucking, it, I yeah. Terry Gilliam is is you you almost can't do that. Uh, how here's a good one. How about the uh, upcoming adaptation of the new uh, Lemony Snickets? See, I'm interested about that, but then again, that one is from a book. So right. to me, that was almost like, oh well, that movie didn't really work because that story is so hard to adapt sure. that we need to do it as a TV show to bet do it better. That to me is in that realm of redo. That's a redo adaptation. Ash Ash vs. the Evil Dead. That's a continuation. Love it. I fucking love, love it. it. Have you watched it? Yeah. It's so good. Uh, not all of it. I've seen bits and pieces in a couple episodes here and there. That is very worthy of existing in the same universe. That that to me is like what they're trying to do with the Dark Towers. They're going to tell a couple movies, they're going to continue it as a TV show, and they're going to finish it as a movie. That's not an adaptation of Evil Dead. That's a continuation of that universe, and I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Yeah. I I I I back you yeah. 100% on that. Big how would how would they do that? I mean, I know how they would do it. Says, but like no. the movie, the big TV series will consider what it means to be an adult and what it means to be a kid, and how in today's world those two things are more confused than ever. Cash grab, okay, for sure. Nostalgia cash grab, in my opinion. Uh, looks like they're doing another Terminator show. Gross. Uh, based off of the shitty Terminator Genesis film reboot. Gross. That they just did. Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. No, thank you. One hundred percent out on that. Pass. All right. Here's the here's the end of this list. Uh, the Truman Show. That one could, that one could be interesting here's, if done well. Here's what I would like to pitch for the Truman Show. I'm not even going to read what this is. About. <laughs> I think it would be cool to do it from the aspect of an actual reality show, right? And kind of make it a meta show, so it's like a show within a show. Okay. So film the whole thing as a reality show, but obviously you can't trick. A, you can't do pull it on that scale, right? But film it as if that, and then just have like it cut in with the actors and shit occasionally behind the scenes, almost like filmed Office style. See, for me, that's already been done. That's the show Unreal. Have I've you never seen, that, seen show? that show? Okay, that's the show. I think it's either on Lifetime or E. It's one of those that doesn't sound like it sounds like an awesome network. It's actually a fairly good show, but it's about the producers and people behind a reality dating show pulling the strings and making things happen. It's very okay. meta and it's apparently very good. It 
that to me sounds like them them trying to take a network stance on the, on an already popular show. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's what I would, I would well, let's, to that. Let me tell you what it is. Okay. All right. Uh, no. Actually, I'm not going to tell you because they don't even say it on here. Well, gross. I don't want that. So fuck them. Now, uh, one thing I think is interesting, bef- uh, you know, not to get to, and I know we need no, to wrap fine. up, but one thing that I think can be done and has proven to be done well is taking a movie and almost changing the entire tone of it to make it last for a show. A good example I can think of is MASH. Sure. The movie MASH, very serious. Yes, very Very serious. intense, and it's about doctors in Vietnam. The show MASH was basically a comedy. Same concept, same premise, same situation, not the same universe, but it was a beloved show. And sure. it's a very, if you watch, if you watch MASH, and uh, my, my, my dad loves it and got me to like it, it's a good show, but it's an, almost no one considers those two things the same property, but they really are. It's just that they change the whole genre of what that story is. Agreed. So I think in situations like that, it can work, but I, I don't know but about all in all, not so much. Yeah, I don't know about th- I don't know about that. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've we've pretty much ran the gamut of different types yeah. of movie to screen adaptations. We've listed listed off some that are in the works. We've talked about successful ones. We've talked about shitty ones. We've talked about ones that don't exist. Yeah. We've pitched one. <laughs> so, um, I mean, all in all. Uh, I think this is feeling like a really good segue to bridge that gap yeah. to our upcoming television-related episode, which is actually yeah. going to be our next episode. Yeah, so you know, listen next week, and you'll hear that. Now, what I will say is that if we've forgotten one or we have not listed one that For you sure. think of, uh, reach out to us on Facebook at you know High Five the Podcast on Facebook or Hi the Number Five the Podcast on Twitter. Let us know which ones that you like. Or if you agree or disagree with anything that we've said, because some of them we haven't watched. Sure. You know, we, you and I have both said that we don't really watch some of those, you know, like Scream. You watched the first season, but I, I didn't, haven't watched a single episode of it. You know, 12 Monkeys, that was supposedly has a good big following. If yeah, you really absolutely. like Limitless, you know, let us know which ones that we missed that we should have talked about or which ones that we've talked about that you disagree with completely. Yeah. Definitely tweet at us at uh, hi the number five the podcast. Which I just said yeah. Um, email us yeah my five at high five the podcast dot com. Uh, you can Facebook us yeah. We're on the Facebooks at uh, hi the pod high five the podcast yeah. So um, so let us know. But I also want to I want to put another thing out there. Uh, if you know of crazy maybe forgotten pilot episodes to failed movie to television show adaptations send it to us yes just just send us links because i want to watch these and we'll talk about them and we will thank you on the air oh yes for for sure for your links uh i did i meant to mention earlier when we were talking about clerks did you know that there was a live action clerks television show adaptation that it was just a pilot it was never never came out you know i think we've talked about this and it had jim brewer okay i've I've never seen it but i know we've talked about it on the show before it is awful oh i can imagine i've watched it it's on youtube people go check it out it's the clerks live action tv pilot it's terrible <laughs> but watch it okay it's like a bad smell i've smelled it and now <laughs> i want you to it's smell a, you it. have to see it to believe it yes thing. so uh yeah reach out to us talk to all those things 
Um, we've also, just a reminder, as we will on all of our shows, we do monthly game nights at the Crying Wolf in East Nashville. Come join us every month for Bill Murray Bingo. Yeah, last Wednesday of every month. That's it. Last Wednesday of every month. At 7.30. So I'm not even going to give you a date. And it's free. Get a calendar. Look at it. Find the last Wednesday in a month. It's going to be a number. That's when the fuck it's it gonna is. It's going to be Wednesday, month, number. Last one. Done. Every Done month. Be there. You have no excuse now. Come see us in person. Bye. Bye.